You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephanie O'Day. What if I told you that you could truly have the life of your dreams, the life you've always wanted, one filled with abundance, joy, and a sense of purpose? It's absolutely possible, and I see it each and every day with my coaching clients. It all starts with learning how to slow down. You deserve to live the life you've always dreamt about. Let's get started. Hi there, Slow Down Society. Steph here, and we are on episode, what episode? Episode number 86. And today we're going to talk about work-life balance. And I am recording this in May of 2023. And right now we are in the end stretch of the, the school year. And if you have children at home and they are in school. This is one of the most stressful times (laughs) ever in the calendar year. And so some people call it May-cember, where it's like May and December all mashed together. And so some of the kind of frantic and, and heavy and frenzied feelings that you may get normally in December, you might be exhibiting some of the same kind of anxious feelings and, and, and anticipation. And then maybe even a little bit of dread in May as you're trying to get everything done. You're trying to wrap up the school year. You're trying to, to, to fix the last cardboard box project and, and cram in the play dates and, and the, end of your parties and the potlucks and the barbecues. And then you throw in Mother's Day and then impending Father's Day coming. And then you're also trying to plan your summer vacations and and make sure that you have something to do if you're trying to enroll your kids in camp or pay the deposit. And, and all of these things are just swirling around in your head. And you're also trying to work and you're trying to make money and pay the bills. And we're also in this insane inflation cycle. So it sort of feels, again, like there's way too much to do and not enough time to do it. And I know this because one, kind of feel it myself. And then two, people are reaching out to me and I'm on the phone an awful lot. And it's the same thing, just kind of bubbling up. Maybe there's a little bit of a different manifestation here and there, but in general, the consensus is everyone is feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, and a tiny bit frantic. And so if that's you, please know you are not alone. There are so many people feeling this way right now, and you're not wrong for feeling this way. It doesn't mean that you're not Zen enough. It doesn't mean that you're not organized enough. It doesn't mean anything. It just is what it is. So today we're going to talk a little bit about how to come to terms with work-life balance and how to find a little bit more margin in your day so you don't feel like there's way too much to do and not enough time to do it and you aren't doing the things that you want to do and need to do to feed your soul. So you do feel calm and you do feel grounded and you do have that kind of calm, peaceful feeling of you've got this. I've got this. 
bring it on. It doesn't matter. I've got my foundation. Whatever. Okay. So take a deep breath. And relax your shoulders a little bit. And clench your jaw. Smile. And know that wherever you are, you are loved. And I think you are wonderful. And you are doing an amazing job. It doesn't matter what you look like or what your hair is like, whether or not you're wearing makeup, whether or not you've got spit up on your shirt, whether or not you can't remember the last time you shaved your legs. It's okay. You are not alone. I am here. And there are many other people out there just like you. Pinterest is not real. Instagram is not real. In real life, the poses that happen on Instagram are are people sucking in their stomachs and, and straightening their backs in a certain way. And behind the camera, there could be mountains of laundry and piles of paper. And it's just this one particular corner that looks great. And that's what they're going to put on Instagram and then put some sort of fancy caption on it where they're talking about how they're crushing it and they're doing all these things. And, and it's the last day of school. So I'm going to make cookie monster cupcakes and I'm going to pipe in blue frosting and it's going to look amazing and perfect and wonderful. And I've got it all together. No. <laughs> It's not. There once was a book that I read. Um, oh, I guess it was maybe the early 2000s or something. And it's, I don't know how she does it or something like that. It was a novel. It was back when I read novels. I haven't read a novel in a long time. But uh, I read this and, and I just remember just sort of seeing this woman. And I, and I read it at a young age before I had children of my own that uh, were old enough to be doing some of the things that she's doing. And then I think later this turned into a movie with Sarah Jessica Parker. I think it actually might have, in this movie, she might actually be married to Hugh Grant. Um, But anyway, she's some Manhattan-like social person. uh, And by social person, meaning like she goes to social events and all of this stuff that I suppose that in Gossip Girls, it makes it seem as important in Manhattan. And, and she also works and, and she's got two kids. And so it was nearing the end of the school year. And she said that she, um, would sign up for some sort of bake sale. And then she went and bought store bought cookies, but she wanted the store bought cookies to look homemade. So she put them like out on the counter and like spritzed water on them and then kind of rolled over them with a a rolling pin and sprinkled flour on them to make them look homemade and then put them in a basket with a a fluffy napkin. And and she went to all this effort to to make the store-bought cookies look homemade for this bake sale. It was just really interesting to to just see the, the pressure in real life kind of painted out for you of the, of this pressure that women have to do all of the things all of the time and to do them well. And you think that they have to be done a certain way. And if they're not, you're doing it wrong. And I want to poke some holes in that because you're not doing anything wrong. If, if, if you 
have happy kids, healthy kids, and, and they get up every morning and they go do the thing. It, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, um, what that looks like and what you think others might think about it. It only matters what you think about it and what you feel about it. And, and that kind of uncomfortable feeling happens when you think you're doing something wrong. So, so that's something to unpack a little bit and that's something to think about. And I, I greatly, greatly recommend that you download the one pace journaling mindset worksheet that I've got on the site. That's at stephanieoday.com forward slash daily and really do the things and, and map out the exercises and, and plan out your day because the number one feeling that is on the daily worksheet is I'm asking you how you want to feel as you set yourself up and you start going through your, your day planning. Um, I ask you to write down what would make you feel good with finances. What would make you feel good with organization? What would make you feel good with relationships? And from there is how you build out your to-do list, the things that you have to do, not what you want to do, but the things that you have to do. And, and that sort of relieves the, the mental fatigue of just constantly trying to think of what is the next thing I have to do. What am I forgetting? What, what ball is about to drop? And, and we had an episode on decision fatigue a few episodes ago. When you are constantly thinking of the same thing over and over again, that's what leads to the exhaustion. So cut yourself some slack. Write it down and, and whittle it down. Whittle your to-do list down. Most people write on their to-do list things that there's no way. There's just no way they can accomplish in one day. So, so don't start the day setting yourself up for failure. Don't make it seem like you're going to paint the Sistine Chapel today. You're just not. You're just not. I, I want, I want you to, to, to bite off tiny little pieces that you really can chew, that you really can swallow, that you really can digest. And that makes you feel good about yourself. Okay. So right now, if you're a little type A, you might be thinking to yourself, okay, Steph, okay, okay, sure. But tell me what to do. <laughs> just, just get, get, get to the, get to the stuff where you tell me what to do. And, and that's the tricky part because I write and teach and coach about all things slow living. And, and slow living isn't about checking another thing off your to-do list and in, in, in constant go mode and, and being this hyper drive kind of manic personality that makes their way through life. Slow living is about figuring out what are the most important things that really, truly, 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 truly matter. And when you have that in check, that's where the elusive work-life balance feeling comes from, where you're meeting your benchmarks at work, but also feeling productive and fulfilled at home. And you're doing the things kind of simultaneously. And that's when it feels good. 
It's not fun to go into hyperdrive at a project at work and then realize that you missed the second grade concert at school. That doesn't feel good. And so work-life balance is taking the time to slow down and figure out what is the most important thing here. And then deciding on purpose what you're going to do and then being at peace with it. Realize sometimes you can't do all the things and that's okay. But deciding on purpose that, you know what, I'm going to say no to this. You know what, I can't go to the second grade concert because I have to be on a plane right now. But that's okay. I'm not going to make myself wrong about this. I'm not going to beat myself up. Maybe instead, I'm going to reach out to the music teacher and explain and see if I can come sit in the audience for a dress rehearsal or two. That is what feels good. That is what creates this kind of elusive work-life balance where you know what you're working towards. And let's think about this notion of what you're working towards. So the second step in living a slow life is to know where you're going, to program your metaphor at GPS. And when you're in the middle of your 30s, 40s, and you are in this kind of go mode where your kids are still in the house and you're you're trying to figure out how to pay for college and trying to figure out how to pay off your own student debt and trying to figure out how you're paying for retirement and pay off the house. Some of you might be saving to buy your first house and they keep moving the goalposts on you and you could have had for a while, 10% down, and now it's 20% down, and now you need a certain credit number, and the goalposts keep moving on you, that is when this the feeling of overwhelm really bubbles up for an awful lot of people. And so figuring it out, figuring out what you are working towards is very important. So I, I kind of like to envision that um, like nonprofit thermometer where they shade in in the red pen where they're going at the top of the thermometer. And, and every time they shade in a little bit more, people are like, oh, okay, all right, we're getting there. We're on track. It's all going to be okay. So, so that is why it's so important to figure out and go back to step two of the five steps of slow living and figure out where it is you're going. What is your purpose here? What am I moving towards? What really matters in my life? And am I making substantial effort to move in that direction? Um, number, ep- uh, what was it? Episode 15 that I recorded a long time ago was talking about your fire number, your financial independence retire early number. And then I did a, a repeat uh, of it in, I think it was, let's see, let me look at my notes, episode do, 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 66 was the encore episode of fire. And, um, and I threw in an extra letter in the acronym, and I changed it to FIBRE, F-I-B-R-E, which was that financial independence before you retire early number. And and uh, we talk about the Coast Fire Calculator, and that's a walletburst.com calculator. 
But if you haven't goofed around with that number and played with it, I urge you to, to Google Coast Fire and start plugging some numbers in. And that's the idea that after you've sort of shoveled in a whole bunch of money into your retirement accounts, maybe you can let up on the gas a little and, and realize, okay, that that number is going to compound and, and expound uh, exponentially or, or compound exponentially. And I will get to where it is I'm trying to go, but I can ease up on the gas a little. I can live a little right now. I can plan the vacation. I can do the things. Um, we also in one of the episodes talk about rewriting FOMO, which, uh, in, <laughs> it's funny. I, I had to remember what, what the actual definition is. The actual definition is fear of missing out, but I haven't used that in a long time. For me, the definition is figure only myself out. And that comes from putting blinders on and, and not paying attention and not caring to what other people are doing in real life around you or in social media around you and, and deciding what your definition of work-life balance is and what it looks like for you and making sure you're doing the things that are necessary to keep the people in the life, the little baby beings in your house, um, happy and content and fulfilled. And that will fill up your cup and that will make you feel good about yourself and, and where you're headed in life. And that's where the kind of elusive work-life balance comes from. If you've done my masterclass, um, which is stephanieoday.com forward slash masterclass, one of the things I talk about is compartmentalization when it comes to work-life balance, which is uh, when you're at work, you work. <laughs> and when you're at home, you're at home and you stop working. And when you're with your kids and you're on the soccer field, and you're supposed to be watching a soccer game. You're there, you're present, you're paying attention. You are not on your phone working. You're not on your phone scrolling. You're right here, right now, in the present moment. Because you are not thinking you're missing out on anything. Because you're not. Because you're only figuring out yourself. You're figuring only myself out and what my needs are and what fills me up inside. And then that's when you'll feel on a day-to-day basis that your shoulders are relaxed and you know where you're headed and you know you're meeting all of your goals. And that is where the balance comes from. A lot of times when people think of balance, they see themselves kind of walking on a tightrope and they have to do things in absolute perfect amazing, do not misstep way, or they'll fall off the balance beam. They'll fall off the tight war. And balance is destroyed. And the only way to get it back is to climb back up the ladder and and, and walk across the tightrope again. No. No. That's not balance. That is walking a tightrope. It is not the same thing. Walking a tightrope is anxious. It makes you feel like you have to do it this way and this way only or you will fail. No. No. 
not, not in the slightest, <laughs> not in the slightest. Wherever you are, I wish I could hug you right now and tell you, no, no, there is no wrong way. This is you figuring out your life. This is you planning out what feels good for you, what feels good for your family. And what works in your home is not what's going to work in the home down the street. So who cares who signed up for uh, coding camp and who's going to do horseback riding and is going to go camp in the bottom of the Grand Canyon and has mapped out their perfect summer. And really, you just kind of decided you were going to blow up the inflatable pool and hand out otter pops and just kind of chill and relax. And you've been saving cardboard cereal boxes and you've got a few rolls of duct tape and you were going to have for free robot camp in the backyard. No. (laughs) What you're doing is great. It's perfect. It's wonderful. It doesn't matter what the ad says. It doesn't matter what the brochure says. It doesn't matter what anyone in your neighborhood is doing. You have to do what works for you. And, And shelling out thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, if you're trying to maybe meet some financial goals, or pay off some debt, or do what is right for you, it's not going to feel good. It's not going to feel good in any way. So don't do it. Put your blinders on. Do what feels right for you. Okay. So the strongest structure that is man-made is the pyramid. And that is absolutely why I have created the Peace Pyramid and the Peace Pyramid course, Simple Shortcuts to Peace. You have got to have these components in place so you feel grounded, so you feel secure, so when the storm comes and blows through, which it absolutely will, because hello, real life, you're strong, you're secure, you're stable. You are going to withstand thousands of years and many, 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 many disasters that come your way. So please... Now is the time. Reach out to me. If you need coaching, reach out to me. If you're ready to enroll in Simple Shortcuts to Peace, that's stephanieoday.com forward slash peace, P-E-A-C-E. It really is the best way to make sure every single component of your life is where it's supposed to be. And, and not all of the time. People, people sometimes think, okay, well, how am I going to have peace when uh, so-and-so is sick right now, or I'm taking care of grandparents or this or that. So, so the, the peace part comes from knowing that you are still going to meet all of the goals, all of your want to do's while you're still doing the have to do's. And, and that's what it is. Real life stuff comes up, toilets clog, dishwashers break, all of a sudden, um, so, so in our situation, I was not planning a few weeks ago for my minivan to die. And all of a sudden I needed a new minivan and we ended up getting a used one. It's a gorgeous used one. Absolutely love it. It was $32,000. It was $32,000 I did not want to spend right now. But because all of the different components are in place and, and I've been working slowly thoughtfully, methodically, all right, let's put this 32 grand towards a a van 
that's going to last another 10 years and then just keep moving forward. So it's a setback. It was a hiccup. It didn't blow the house of cards down because I didn't build a house of cards. I built a pyramid and that is what I want for you. And that is where this kind of elusive work-life balance comes from. I feel great in my day-to-day. My coaching clients feel fantastic in their day-to-day. We write off Shvin. They message me. I hop on calls with them. I make sure they're checking things off the list. They're getting stuff done. But they also feel calm and content and at peace. And that is where the magic is. All right, pretty people. Give yourself great, big, huge honking hugs. I think you're amazing. I think you are wonderful. Enjoy your summer. Enroll in Simple Shortcuts to Peace. Reach out to me. I'm right here. See you next time. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.